You're listening to Our Two Cents with the team from SGL Financial, building wealth for life. Steve Lewitt is the president of SGL Financial and Gabriel Lewitt is the CEO. They're here to discuss all the latest in financial news, trends, strategies, and more. Good morning, everybody. Welcome to Our Two Cents. Uh, this is Gabriel. And this is Steve. And we're, we've been doing a little back and ba- forth ba- bantering here. here this morning pre-show. It would be good to do bloopers one day for like the show, you know, video. It, it gets a little, it's just kind of uh, funny. Well, uh, here's the thing. Uh, you, I'm your dad. And as in my son, whatever I say is not correct. Of course. Or, or of, is course full, it, of course or is not. Full, but you're 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 not 16 anymore. Ha, you're thir- ha, ha. you're 36. I don't think that I don't think that changes. You can believe what I say sometimes. Of, of course, I believe what you say, folks. You don't, know. folks, don't believe what he says. I always believe what he says. <laughs> <laughs> Those of you that have children understand <laughs> what I'm saying. <laughs> uh, we've got a well, we've got a good show, guys, for you here today, and we're not going to go deep and heavy into any particular topic. In fact, what we're going to do today, we're going to focus on some. Mail-in questions, email-in questions. Uh, so some different topics here that we're going to touch on here. And uh, I think we'll have a good time. So uh, that's our goal here for today. And uh, come along for the ride. And we're going to dive right on in. And uh, well, I guess actually before I do that, Dad. Yes, sir. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. What's new in your world? What's share, new? Share with our crew out there listening. Oh, so my, <laughs> I guess the most exciting thing for me is I completed my first uh, writer's class. Ooh. Uh, and uh, eight sessions of all poetry and prose, and I really, I learned so much. Yeah, I think you, were, you owe us a poem, don't you, at some point I here do. on the show? I do. Okay, I will write us a poem. F- uh, oh, you're going to write one specifically for the show? Of course. Oh, that's even better. Of course. It has to be uh, inspired. It has to be in the moment. Yes. It has to be focused on something internal and something that I'm passionate about. Can I, can I tell a joke? A corny joke? Dad joke? I might not laugh. It's not even a joke. It's just a f- short phrase. Okay. You're a poet, and I didn't even know it. Oh. Ha, ha, ha. <laughs> I'll put a smiley face next oh, gosh. to that one. That was so bad. Yeah, that, um, was, that was bad. <laughs> I told you it was going to be. But that's I, okay. I prefaced it with that. That's the beginning of poetry. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> well, I'm looking forward to hearing this. Don't forget. I'm going to remind you. You know, I have uh, two clients out of poets or that you don't know about. So I didn't we know should, it. We should invite. <laughs> you know, we should invite them here and have a poetry reading. Some. Some. That sometime. would be. That'd be neat. That would. Hey, yeah. Joe. Let's well, schedule. Let's schedule a poetry reading. <laughs> Just for fun, yeah. Just as long as they're uh, they're they're radio friendly poems. I don't know what you guys get into on your. Well, look, you poet, poets do interesting things. We're, I know they do. That's we're, what I'm saying. I'm, just, I'm that prefacing that we're res- <laughs> we're responsible for a lot of things like uh, watching. There could be kids listening to this show. Watching you know? squirrels uh, watch the passing clouds. Mm. We're we're responsible for ripples and water. Okay. You know, okay. we have big responsibility. I don't have any clue what you're saying right now. Well, somebody's got to look at about this ripples stuff. and water. You know, you're <laughs> walking by, there's ripples and water, and we think about that oh, stuff. Oh, okay. That makes more sense. You know, why they look well, like. Well, I've uh, got a bird building a nest out in the tree outside my window. You see, I would write a poem about that. <laughs> okay. Maybe that should be your poem. No, it's not going to be. It's your, uh, it's your, right, tree, and, it's your tree and your bird. You well, write, I'm not, I'm not going to write, write a poem, poem about it. So Folks, I, we're never going to get to anything see, else See, I sit today. here and think about topics for the show while you write poetry, guys. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <that's>, uh, <laughs> 
Uh, all right, all right. So our first question. Let's just dive in here. Now I, that we've uh, we already dove. I, I think we dove, and now <laughs> we we surfaced, and now we're going to dive again. All right. So we've got uh, we've got um, Marie. Okay, and Marie asked us the question, or uh, phrase it this way: it says, uh, "I'm I wasn't thinking about moving, uh, but my dream home just came on the market. Uh, I was just you know looking around. I assume, and she probably found it." Uh, my current home's paid off, but I'd have to take out a mortgage if I bought this home. And I'm retiring in potentially five years, uh, Marie says here. So is it a bad or good idea for me to have a mortgage? And should I go after my dream home? Mm. Mm. Yeah. What do you think? Well, I mean, uh, I'll say the quick answer is, you know, money aside, assuming you could afford it. Gosh, you only live once. Yeah. And that's uh, what if, I was, it's, I was if it's your dream home, yeah. Marie, I mean, pull the trigger on it. Yeah, I guess, guess what I don't understand, Gabriel, and a lot of our clients, you know, they have mortgages and they say, oh, man, I can't wait to pay off my mortgage. It's just got to pay off my mortgage. And I'm saying to myself, well, man, that's cheap money. You know, you're paying two, three, three and a half percent. You could earn that almost guaranteed in other places. So why is everybody so quick to pay off their mortgage? Well, I mean, it's just mentally, it's nice to be debt free. Well, so, speaking, so that's for, no, so speaking for the the mindset of not wanting to have a mortgage, it's nice to just have no debt. But is it nice to have no debt or is it nicer to make your money work for you more efficiently? I can't answer that for you. What would you do? Me? Well, I'm a money guy, so I yeah. focus more on the money. But yeah. Uh, yeah, I mean, it's one of those things, Marie, I mean, whether or not you chose to pay it in cash, whether or not you took out the mortgage, I think the quick answer from my perspective here. Because we see a lot of people that uh, they have more money than they need in retirement. Not everybody. So many of you out there, maybe you're like, gosh, I wish I had that problem. Uh, but, you know, we see a lot of people that have more money than they need and they don't spend it. So at the end of the day, if you have your dream house, you know, pull the trigger. on it. I'll give you a quick example. It's near and dear to me. My mom, she, uh, she used to live in Vermont where we grew up as a kid. And uh, she had a pretty nice house over there in Vermont. She's a really, really old farmhouse tons of barns and stuff. It's pretty cool. Yeah, this is where I grew up as a kid and slided down the hills and all sorts of stuff. But I won't say a word. <laughs> I wouldn't. I don't know what you would say other than that sounds awesome. That was right? a lot of work. <laughs> what was that? That, house? House. that <laughs> house was a lot of work. Yeah. Well, so long story short, I mean, when she when I moved out into college uh, after college, she decided, well, her dream house was on a mountaintop in Utah. And so what does she do? She sold her house and she took out a mortgage and uh, and built her dream house because it was a much more expensive house in, on top of a mountain with phenomenal views. I mean, amazing Scare, views. Scared the daylights out of her yeah, to do that. I mean, but uh, look, she's very happy there. She loves her, loves her home. I mean, just loves it. So, you know, you got you to gotta weigh the money versus the benefits, uh, Marie. And I think, you know, that would be my answer, you know, buy, buy the house. Absolutely. Uh, you know, if you want to crunch the numbers, you can call us, but uh, yeah, buy the house. Yeah, and mortgage rates are so low right now, whether you took a mortgage or didn't take a mortgage, I think the first question is, is can you afford the house? And if you can, yeah, that it's an easy, flip a coin if you're not sure. Yeah, and if you're out there, uh, well, that reminds me, I read a, I heard a really interesting um, little just, just, I don't know if it's a quote or something, little phrase the other day, which I thought was kind of funny. Like, if you can't make up your mind on something, they tell you to flip a coin, but then if you flip the coin and you don't like the answer that the the coin gives you, then you know that the real answer was the other option. 
Yeah. So most people, you know, are confused. You know, that's very wise wisdom. You're 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 skipping over that. Oh no, my wisdom of the coin here. All right, let me think about that. Think about that. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So you got heads or tails? Yes. You flip the coin. Yes. If you don't like the answer it gives you, then you know the real answer was the other. Is the other one? Yeah. Yes. This is very wise. But then you have to ask yourself why the coin didn't show that to you. Well, the coin doesn't know all. It's just playing your own psychology against you. How about tarot cards? No, 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 no. Sorry, I cut you off. What were you going to say? I was going to say, until you make a decision, there's always confusion. If you make a decision, all the confusion goes away, even if it's not the best decision. Mm, Maybe. So confusion is having too many options. True, true. So the coin does, it takes the options away. It does. Yeah. You see? That was very wise, too. Yes. Okay, (laughs) moving on to our My son said I'm wise. I've always said you're wise. Yeah, you have. You're That's you're even wise beyond your years. <laughs> Don't go there. <laughs> I'm just, I'm Do not go there. <laughs> oh gosh, I'm just messing mess. What we're I said we were going to have some fun on this show here today. I meant to. Okay, okay. Uh, our next one up, we've got uh, Lisa, and Lisa says, you know, my divorce is going to be final. I'm sorry to hear that, Lisa. Uh, in about a month, and I always paid the bills, but was never really involved in the retirement planning. Where's a good place for me to start? Where do I start? Oh. Lisa, start with the budget. First yeah. thing, start with the budget. How much you, you're you're going into a different lifestyle, a different phase of your life. You know, we're all wishing you well with that, and you're wishing yourself well. You got to get start with the budget, add up all your assets, and then come in to see Gabriel and me, uh, so we can map out a plan for you, give you some peace of mind about your money. Yeah, and I think you know we did a whole show about you know, women and being involved in money because more often than not, it's the it's the man of the house that's handling the financial affairs. So-called. So-called, yeah. And that's not necessarily a good idea. And so you, I also say, um, you know, go back and, and look for that podcast, or if you want, I can email it to you, Lisa, because there was a, we went into a lot more detail on that show. And, but yeah, the quick answer is you got to take stock, right, of where you're at. That's the very first step. Knowing what's where, you know, where are your investment accounts? Um, Were any being hidden from you that Mm -hmm. you didn't found out about? How much is in them? What are they invested in? So these are all different things. And if you're if you're feeling overwhelmed by that, you know, I would recommend just start off by just creating a long hit list, you know, of everything. Okay, and then at least you have the list in front of you of all the things you got to do, and then you start. You know, checking off one at a time, two at right. a time. How much do I spend? How much do I have? Yeah. How much is in IRAs? And I'm sure it, it can feel very overwhelming. So you can enlist, if you don't want to enlist the help of an advisor like us, uh, you can just, you know, find a family member. You know, maybe a close family member feels more comfortable working with their money and they can help give you some input and guidance. Maybe a close friend, uh, maybe a, um, a meetup group or something. I don't mm-hmm. know, you mm-hmm. know. Um, but yeah, get the if you're feeling overwhelmed by it, make sure you find some support so you don't feel like you're uh, you're doing something wrong and second guessing yourself as each on each step along the way. Yeah, because divorce can be very isolating. All of a sudden, you're alone, and uh, especially when it comes to I mean the psychological stuff. But when it comes to money, you don't have to be alone. No, there's no. plenty of help out there, and uh, go get it. Yeah, and you you can of course go online and Google things and research, but, you know, but then you you're wanna, still alone. You want to be careful with online research. You know, it can do the opposite effect of help you sometimes. In fact, usually the more unsure you are about something, uh, doing online research will just make, make you it worse. <laughs> more unsure because of how many conflicting opinions and uh, and things that you read and hear. 
So just, just that's just a little note of caution there. If you go to do some research online, is uh, it can actually overwhelm you more. Mm-hmm. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yep. So good. Good thought. Uh, so so hopefully that helps answer that question, Lisa. You know, beyond that, uh, it's going to be our standard. Uh, this is, you know, we say this to everybody. No, it doesn't matter divorce or not, uh, married or single, you know, you name it. Uh, you got to have a plan. The goal of having all of that stuff inventoried is then you need to, you need to create your plan that, uh, shows you where you're headed over the next 10, 20, 30 years. And that's really where you want to enlist the help of an advisor. And that's where you're going to get your peace of mind. Yeah. By, when you have a plan and you know what you know where your income's coming from, you know where your money is, how it's invested, boy, that's like put your head on the pillow and sleep well at yeah, night. Yeah, because you might inventory all your accounts and maybe you've got, I don't know, $750,000. But then the question will be, will that be enough for you, right? Will it be enough for your lifestyle? So that's where that the, the number crunching... <laughs> you know, this is so important because it's going to help, you know, deliver you that confidence in your future. So hopefully that helps. And if you, again, if you got questions there, you can always call us, of course, uh, whether or not, you know, Lisa, anybody out there, 847-499-3330. And of course, we're, we're here to answer any questions that you've got. Well, we've got more questions because uh, we took a couple weeks off and then uh, more questions have came in. And so we uh, bundled them all together here. And uh, this next one is an interesting one, uh, challenging, okay? Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm actually not even sure. <laughs> yeah, the, well, I'll get into it. Okay, Bill uh, Bill here says that um, his, his mom passed away. He's the executor of her will and estate. And uh, mom left the house to him, okay? And the sister's living in the house. And he would like the money from the house, and doesn't know what to do because he would mm-hmm. like to sell the house. Mm-hmm. Oh my gosh! Well, where does he live? What state? Well, no, he doesn't say. Uh, yeah, here didn't, what did, state yeah, he, he didn't. He just sent us an email. Well, so no, Bill, no. you might have a big problem because you may not be able to get your sister out of the house, <laughs> especially uh, under the COVID uh, rules right now. You can't. Uh, Can you explain that for us? What you might mean by that? What well, is it? Can't he t- just sell the house? Well, yeah, but how do you get, you can't, so you Well, look, to. before you even, how, how, how do you approach that, right? It's your sister. I mean, I assume, Bill, I don't know well, if you- Well, might not care. I don't know if you like your sister or not. Right. I guess I that's gonna, the question. That was going to be my first question. <laughs> hey, Bill, you love your sister or- Oh, yeah, like or love, yeah. You know, what's the deal there? Uh, it's a tough one, man, uh, because it's a choice between you and her. Um Maybe she can buy the house from you. I don't know. Uh, maybe you can kick her out. Maybe you can't kick her out. Yeah, I mean, I would, say, Bill. We don't know the details here. Have you talked to her? Right? Have you have you sat down and and chatted with her and said, "Hey, what are you what are you thinking?" So I'm assuming maybe you've done that, and she wants to stay in the house, which would be where this conundrum comes in. Yeah, but yeah, and, I would I would think she would have to buy it from you, but she might she might be upset that she didn't get the house from mom, you know. Yeah, um, she may not want to leave. Um, plus, maybe there's a way that you're not aware of, Bill, that you could solve this problem without selling the house. I mean, that way, I, you, Bill, I, I would love to look at this and just see if there's some... Look at the numbers. Your yeah, numbers. look at the numbers yeah. and see if there's some way we can you know, recreate this so maybe you don't have to sell the house and maybe you know you don't have to get deal with the idea of tossing your sister out of it yeah yeah maybe you know just keeping it and maybe she pays your rent and then you use that as income cash flow 
Um, of course, then you're still mixing family and money, which is never a great thing. But um, gosh, I don't know. That, yeah. That's not a. <laughs> that's no, not an easy but here's one. The, here's the here's <laughs> the deal. Here is this is a perfect example of when you don't do your estate right, when you don't think through these things. I mean, you don't. You have mean a the trust. mom? Uh, their mom. The mom. Yeah. 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 And now we, she leaves her kids with this in a pickle. It, well, is it in a pickle? Uh, you don't the well. You know the phrase, in a pickle, right? Yes, I do. I just never thought of this as a pickle. I think it's a pickle. You think this is a pickle. <laughs> it seems to be a little bit of a challenge. Isn't that the definition of a pickle? It is a sour pickle. It could be a sour Maybe pickle. Maybe it's bread and butter. I don't know. Dill. Uh, yeah, so you know, this is what happens when you do poor estate planning. Yeah, and some people don't care. They say, well, it's not my problem. I'm dead anyway. But if you care about your kids, this is where you need to have a trust you think through these things, you outline it, uh, so your kids aren't put in a position that may turn them against each other if they already aren't. Well, this reminds me so much of a uh, client that I'm working with right now, and their their um, their mom passed away, and they have a couple properties, and and they the two sisters, you know, they're the uh, executors of the estate. And they they have this long list of stuff they're trying to figure out and they want to plan. And they're starting to have, you know, some uh, difficulties with other family members who want money now. They want to sell the house as ASAP at a discount just to get their hands on the money. You know, it, it starts to create, uh, unfortunately, and you can try to do the best you can in the whole world to prevent these things. And that's really the goal, right? What can you do to prevent your family members from fighting and arguing later on? Sometimes even, you know, as hard as this is, talk to them, right? Say, guys, don't don't let this, when I pass away, don't let this get between you. Like, work it out amicably. You know, so a lot of times, you know, parents just put together a trust and a will and they never even talk to the kids. Uh, they, you know, if, you, if I had my recommendation, it would be make sure you talk to them, you know, explain what's going on, which, you know, maybe that's hard for some people, but. It's uh, it's tricky. Yeah, Bill, get it out on the table. See if you can have a conversation. Maybe there's something your sister will come up with that you're not even aware of. Yeah, who knows? Maybe yeah. she wants to move, you know, uh, to yeah. a different state or something. Huh? Who the heck exactly. knows? Okay. All right, so we got one last question here, uh, and that's going to be uh, – so it's going to be from Jeff. And Jeff said, I uh, watched one of your recent scoop videos about Social Security – and uh, thank you, Jeff. I'm glad to hear that someone out there was <laughs> watching it. Uh, so that's always great to see. And, you know, the, the question, there are some additional questions here that we didn't cover on that video that you were curious about. And one of them was the income tax consequences of Social Security. Mm -hmm. And uh, correct, I wasn't talking specifically. And if you haven't seen that video, go to, uh, you can find it on YouTube under our SGL financial channel. It was a great, I think it was a great video about the timing of when to take Social Security from a, you know, you get more benefit later if you wait versus if you take it earlier, you get a lower benefit. So it, it dives deeper into that. But the, uh, yes, I didn't talk about income tax consequences of Social Security. And so, yeah, Dad, you want to, you know, give the high-level scoop on how Social Security is taxed? All right. So Social Security is taxed based on what's called your provisional income. Yeah. And and it's confusing because they, they call it your income, but it's really the your provisional, provisional income. income. And provisional income is your income. Uh, plus uh, unearned interest, uh, non-taxable interest. But here's the kicker. Plus 
half whatever you're receiving in Social Security. Mm -hmm. And that's where people make a mistake and they leave that out. Yeah. So if you're collecting $32,000 a year in Social Security, 16000 is added to your regular income to calculate whether you're in which bracket you're are, you are in. So, for example, um, if you're married and filing jointly and you're over $32,000 in provisional income, 50% of your Social Security is taxed. Now, that's not a 50% tax on the Social Security. <laughs> it means half of it will be taxed as ordinary income. Yeah. All right? So you, you got to know the brackets. you got to know where you are in your taxes. And it's different if you're single, married, filing jointly. Right. Yeah. Right. But it's provisional income, folks. It's not just income. Yeah, not just your – you don't just take all your income, including your full Social Security amount, and look at those brackets. And so it, it can be a little bit of a confusing – you know, calculation, and it's easier when you just uh, you just write it out and you understand the formula. And we we even use tax software where we plug it all in; it does it all automatically. Yeah. No. So some, now some of you are near are near these uh, income brackets. Yeah. And if you organize your finances in a little bit of a different way, we can get you below, mm-hmm. so that 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 your social security is taxed at a lower well, rate. Well, it's interesting because Jeff, you know, and, and he and I, we, we converse quite a bit here, but he had a follow-up to that, which was, you know, related back to that question of when do you take social security. And, you know, there is, he was saying, you know, there's a strategy that you can delay your social security till 70 and strategically, while you're not receiving that income, start taking money from your IRA balances and converting it to a Roth during that period that you have lower income, okay? And then, you know, try to uh, get less of your money in your IRAs and 401ks so that later on you don't have to take as big of RMDs, and that might actually improve your tax situation later on even though you're getting a higher Social Security benefit. Mm-hmm. Now, that's a, it, it's a very interesting because it, that's true. It, it, it could work out in your favor the challenge there that we find with a lot of people is it's uh, it's a complicated strategy, uh, and when you start to try to explain it, <laughs> uh, the looks that we get are like, "What? What are you talking about?" Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, uh, and maybe that's something that I'll I'll detail out on another video in the future with some examples and things. Uh, but but you know that will depend on whether or not Jeff, you know, somebody needs the income to live off of, right? Because either way, they might have to pull out income from their sources to meet their needs and then their Roth conversion income will be even higher. So there's a lot of moving parts that go into that strategy um, that can complicate that decision of when to take Social Security and how it's taxed complicates it even further. Yeah, I mean, you got to figure out, uh, we've talked about opportunity costs, Gabriel. Yeah, yeah. Opportunity costs means you do one thing, okay, but by doing that one thing, you didn't do something else. And what you didn't do is called your opportunity cost. Yeah. So if you take Social Security later at 70, your opportunity cost is the income you lost between your full retirement age, let's say 66, and 70. You lost three and a half, four years of income. So how long does it take you to make that up? Well, mm-hmm. it takes nine, 10 years before you see the benefit of waiting till 70. And the question is, if you're going to do a tax play and not receive that income, 
does the tax play offset and will you live well, long enough? There's actually the two opportunity costs, which right. is what I you know, what yeah, I went into the exactly, video is exactly then the money you take out if you need the income and you're deferring social security. Right, it's different than if you don't need the income for what, however. Yeah, reason. but if you need it, that means you got to take yeah. the income from somewhere else. Yeah, I mean, I I had one client once that somehow banked up a a very large amount of cash, and so they could fund their income from their cash, which was a basically a non taxable event. So they were able to meet their income, and then this possibility became an option for them because their brackets were very low because they weren't pulling otherwise taxable income. So it, it's a little bit of a a puzzle. It is a puzzle. Yeah, that can be a good way together. of putting it. And yeah. not everybody has all the pieces to be able to put that puzzle together the right way. Uh, yeah. So, so yeah. So if you got questions on that one in particular, you can give, definitely give us a holler, and I'm uh, happy to help. Okay. Uh, well, guys, that's all of our questions for today. Thanks so much, everyone out there uh, listening for shooting in those questions. We we love them, and we'll definitely continue to you know when we get these accumulated, we'll have some more Q and As along the way. And so uh, I, you, these actually took a little longer to talk about. I had a, I had a cool article here that I was going to talk about, about things you could do for a healthier brain. <laughs> well, we just did it. We, uh, you know, one of the ways, does it say that in this article? Is to talk about Social Security is, benefits? Is, 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 no. to keep, is, <laughs> is to keep your brain active. Yeah. Well, that, yeah, there's a, that, so we'll chat about there's this. A, I'll save this for our th- next show. Here. Learn new learn things. Learn new things, yes. Right. Uh, listening yeah. to this podcast is yeah. probably, well, I'm going to add that as, Number eight item on the list for how to have a healthier brain is listen to our two cents. <laughs> right, <laughs> so, definitely, definitely. Uh, we'll cover this one on the next show. I'm gonna just, I'm gonna, I'm gonna bookmark this here and save it for next time. But what I wanted to end today on is uh, everyone's and especially your your da- yours dad's favorite segment that we always run. Oh, I love this segment. I think I do. You know, know which one? I do you I know which one it is? I think I know what it is. By the way, producer Joe's back. He was out for a little while because he he had was sick and uh he's feeling better so he's, uh, he's looking better too you know producer kate filled in last time and now we got kate, producer joe back kate did a great job she did yep <clears throat> she did yep. and uh joe heroes of course does a great job so we're happy to have him back but well, we were we back, were looking joe. at him when we were talking here about uh healthy the favorite, brains the favorite segment oh uh, i thought Steve's healthy brains segment so you know what it is right yeah i do but but, the cl- but our clients. It's getting to know you, listeners. It's getting to know you. It's All our right. favorite segment. All right, here we go. All right, I got some good ones. I got uh, some good ones. I'm okay, so I'm gonna. I'm the first. <laughs> the first one I'm gonna start off with. Well, actually, funny enough, I don't know if people out there know that I'm a big Seinfeld fan. Love the TV show. One of my mm-hmm. favorite shows. Mm-hmm. And I happen to watch it usually. I was been rewatching it from season one for about like six months now or something like that Mm -hmm. i watch one or two episodes a week and so i was watching one last night and it just so happened uh that the little skit in the beginning was jerry asking uh, george about uh a hypothetical question okay which was hey george if you got abducted by aliens and they zap you into the spaceship and they take you to outer space would you rather be a uh in the in an alien zoo as an exhibit or would you rather be in a traveling alien circus? <laughs> <laughs> I'd like to know how he thinks of these things. <laughs> so I'm going to pose you that question, Mr. Uh, Mr. Lewitt. Yeah. Which would, you, if you get abducted by an alien spaceship into outer space, zapped into the UFO, would you rather be a part of the alien zoo or part of the, uh, 
the alien um, circus. I'm traveling curious. circus. Which one do you think I'm going to choose? <laughs> I'm curious. Which one would I? Oh, uh, mm. that's a good question. Which would you choose? Um, yeah, yeah, uh, Producer Joe, what do you think over there? What would what would Steve choose? Circus. The circus? He says circus. What do you say? Uh, I'm going to go with the... Uh, I'm going to circus also. Circus it is. Is it? Oh, absolutely. Circuses are so much fun. Okay. okay. You know, well, tell me why. Well, you, you're you out in the show. You get applause. They feed you. Yeah, how do you know you the know? aliens are going to feed you? You don't know this. Uh, well, they probably throw popcorn, al- alien, alien, alien popcorn? corn. <laughs> alien corn. <laughs> well, I can make up a whole story about this. <laughs> I love this. Yeah. Um, you know, I, you know, you might be flying through the air or something. It's pretty cool. I love circuses. Do you think there's zero gravity in the alien circus? Oh, absolutely. They probably can transport you into little boxes and out of boxes and it, shoot you out of lasers. Well, it's funny because I, I thought this was such a great uh, topic here because even just right now in the news, you're hearing all this stuff about how the government's releasing all these like long-held secret UFO files. Yeah, they're pretty interesting. You know, and uh, you know, makes you really wonder like, are there are there aliens out there? What do you think? Yeah. So what are you in in? in well, do you think there's aliens out there? I I don't know. You don't. I yes really or, don't. Yes know. or no? What do you think? No. You don't think so. So no. how do you explain the UFO stuff? I don't explain it. Well, how would you explain it? I don't believe if you're most on the if you're on the Navy boat and you see something dropping fifty thousand vertical feet in one second. Yes. How do you explain that? Uh, f- something dropped fifty thousand feet in a vertical <laughs> second. That's how you explain it. A vertical it. second. Um, 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 okay, so you're you're a non-believer. I'm uh, I'm not a non-believer. I'm a, I'm just uh, I like real data. You know, I don't. So until you when get, I see an alien, when you get I'll sucked it. into the alien spaceship, you're going to believe it. When in, when I'm performing in front of all the aliens. <laughs> And I hear their cheers, and the spotlight is on me. You were an opera singer, so I, I, you're right. I think this would be in a tennis player. This would be perfect for and you. I the was, alien circus. And I was singing in Alien. Yes. I would learn the Alien language and sing in that language. What about you? Uh, it's it's funny because as George was giving his answer, and I'll share what his answer was last. Uh, I was really resonating with his uh, with with his answer, and he was like, he George said he would go with the zoo. Okay, and because it gives him more, uh, it gives him more freedom. He can set his own schedule. <laughs> <laughs> and I, I was like, I can really relate to that. Being so scheduled and regimented right now with kids and work, and you know, I get no free time. <laughs> so right. Like, yeah, throw me in the zoo. I wake up. I do whatever I want. I wander out to greet the tourists. I go back and lay down. And people get pissed because they can't see me. You know, because they came all the way to the zoo to see the, uh, the the lion and the lion sleeping. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So I think I'd go with the zoo. Mm. And there was another funny part, which I guess it is, you know, relatively adults probably listening to our show here. But then George goes, uh, plus, or Jerry might have said, he's like, plus they might even find someone that uh, is willing to, ma- to, to mate, mate you mate with you. Because, you know, George can never find a girl, you know? And so, so I thought that was really funny. Anyways, it's great. Uh, it's great. So that's that's our, that's our getting to know you here. Let me see if I get one more uh, one more quick one here. Okay. Um, um. Hmm. Oh. Okay. Who would you want to be the narrator of your life's autobiography if it was being narrated? Who would I want to be oh, the yeah. na- the, the narrator? The narrator. You know, celebrity narrator. Oh my goodness gracious. Um. Oh, I love that guy. I I can't think of his name with the voice that. The guy with the voice. The guy I with love the it. voice. <laughs> He's on all the commercials. He's got this uh, 
when I was the I can't think of his name, but I got <laughs> I know the voice. I want the voice. Okay. Yeah. Uh, let's see. Producer Joe's googling this here. The voice. Uh, All state guy. Not the All State guy. It's uh, um, oh that uh, no. Um, <laughs> We're trying to Google it here on Morgan Freeman. Uh, yeah, Morgan Freeman. Oh, that's he's got a good voice. Yeah, yeah that's, he's that's got a very Thank good. You, uh, you actually, how did you find it? Doesn't he do like the Discovery shows or something like that? Like, uh, yeah, I mean, he has such that empathy and that heart. Yeah, and Steve, Steve lived a great life, and uh, he uh, took care of his family. And it makes everything seem like larger than life. And what's yeah. in your wallet? No, that's yeah. a different. That's a different guy. That's Samuel oh, Jackson. That, oh, that's Samuel Jackson. <laughs> Not him. No. <laughs> that's a little different, yeah. No, Morgan Freeman, definitely. Okay. What okay. about you? You know, I, I, I like, you know, the uh, I want someone, I think, with, a, with an Australian accent. Cool. Like, I think that would just make it seem so fun, you know, like, uh, crikey. Hey, uh, you know, I'm okay. so bad with accents. Gribe is taking yeah, his Yeah, Crocodile Dundee, He's yeah. He's taking his permanent I feel walkabout. like that would make my life seem so, like, cool and exotic, you yeah. know, like... Yeah. Uh, you know, just uh, like it was more fun than it was with just because yeah. of the accent. We could dress you in, in the coffin. <laughs> yeah, we could even put you in a crocodile Dundee oh, outfit. Yeah. Oh, so, anyways, uh, folks, <laughs> hope you had a little more, a little fun with us today. We can't be serious about just pure money stuff. I mean, all money all the time. Yeah. That's not. That's no fun. So, uh, think about those questions. For you, you know, ask your significant other over a glass of wine. You know. What will you you would prefer when you get abducted by aliens, uh, the zoo or the circus? But uh, hopefully you have a little fun there. All right, all right, that's our show for today, guys. Thanks so much for tuning in, and we're gonna have some good stuff for you next time, of course. And um, so come back next week; we'll have more for you. And in the meantime, uh, it's starting to warm up, I think, for good now. <laughs> and uh, enjoy the summer. You know, it's almost June. That's uh, peak summertime, early summertime here in Chicago. Get out there and enjoy yourselves uh, wherever you are and uh, get some uh, R&R and, uh, and, and take care. So uh, we will talk to you next week. Stay well, everybody. Okay, bye now. Bye. Thanks for listening to Our Two Cents with Steve and Gabriel Lewitt. For any questions about your finances, give SGL a call at 847-499-3330 or visit us on the web at sglfinancial.com and be sure to subscribe to join us on next week's episode. Investment advisory services are offered through SGL Financial LLC, an SEC-registered investment advisor. Insurance and other financial products are offered separately through individually licensed and appointed agents.